the secret sauce here is that in the beginning there were 10 people uh, well, in a very small room. Everybody working hand in hand. Everybody know what the other you know, team member is doing, what's their challenges, and working really hard and smart. Focus. Uh, when you have limited resource, it's all about being focused. Hello, members of the E-Tribe. You're listening to an interview with David Itzhaki. David is a guru when it comes to marketing. He's been doing marketing for the past two decades in different industries in different places around the world. In this fascinating interview, he shares how he focuses and structures his marketing team with limited resources in order to achieve the company's goals. If you're experiencing similar situations where you're looking to grow a company but you don't have the right resources to do that, this interview will be really interesting for you. So stick around and I'll see you on the other side of the intro. You're listening to the E-Tribe podcast series, a podcast that inspires people to pursue their passion and become better at what they do. I'm Isar Matis, a serial entrepreneur myself, and I'm sitting down with other members of the E-Tribe, entrepreneurs, e-commerce experts, e-marketers, and other e-people. We come from different industries and different places around the world. Together, we discuss challenges, solutions, lessons learned, and tools that help us be more effective and make an impact in our world. So I'm here today as part of my Israel uh, visit. I'm meeting with uh, various startups from uh, the startup nation. And so today I'm sitting at the Bookaway. I'm yeah. here with uh, David Itzhaki, who is the head of marketing for uh, Bookaway. Bookaway is a travel-related uh, startup company. And David has been doing uh, travel-related marketing and other kinds of marketing in various places around the world. Uh, full disclosure, before I let uh, David introduce himself, we used to work together uh, for a while, uh, about two years ago. Yeah. So we know today you're the head of marketing for Bookaway. Before we talk about Bookaway, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your background? What got you to this point in life? Sure. So it's been a long journey, I think. Uh, straight out after the army, uh, I did uh, relocate to the UK. Okay. I spent five years in London. Uh, in the retail vertical, I started selling, you know, as a salesman. I worked at uh, Hamleys, the finest toy shop in the oh. world. <laughs> Harrods, probably one of the poshiest uh, uh, Colbo department store. Uh, so I had five years in sales and uh, managing a really large sales force of 200 salesmen. And then I decided to come back to Israel. I knew I wanted to go into the high-tech industry. So the first role I did was as business development director for IMA. IMA is the Israel Mobile Association. Uh, what they do is they help startups uh, with their go-to-market efforts. So a startup would come to us and say, guys, this is my solution. Uh, I'm looking to meet with a mobile carrier in Germany, Deutsche Telekom, for example. Then we would do the classic business development, use our network, and help many startups. After three years there, where I advanced until I was director of business development, I had my team, I moved to a startup. The startup name was Apoxy. Okay. Apoxy was a mobile engagement startup, uh, basically a push uh, provider, push notifications. Uh, I had a, sh you know, a short spell of time there uh, before uh, Omer, uh, VP product at Turico Holiday, invited me to join uh, Turico Holiday. 
I joined Tourick Holiday as head of mobile marketing. We had a new app we wanted to launch, the last minute travel deals. Uh, it was from concept till we reached like a million uh, users and we were around 10 millions per year from the app. Uh, it was a great time. We were like a startup within a corporate, which is, that's a different podcast, I guess. <laughs> uh, True. We did some things right. And then we moved on. Uh, I took the ownership of marketing, the B2C, the entire uh, e-commerce of uh, Turico Holiday. We're talking about the lastminutetravel.com brand, EasyClick Travel. Uh, and again, we had a great time. We launched a new website, automated marketing, data, all the great stuff we did there. Uh, until the company was merged with Hotelbeds. After that, I got the position of man managing the e-commerce for hotel beds, which also included Hotelopia, the brand that we got from hotel beds. After the marriage, it was a, you know, it was a time to decide what you want to do. Do you want to stay in the corporate uh, or do you want to maybe go to a startup? It was an easy choice for me. Uh, Omer and I, we tried to launch our own startup. And when, when we met one of the investors, he said, guys, no, <laughs> I'm not going to invest. <laughs> Great idea, but no. Uh, but I think you need to know some guys, uh, Traveler Tick, they're doing an amazing job. Uh, this could be a great connection. And then we joined the company. It was like a year ago. Okay. Very cool. So now we know how you got here. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the company. What, in your perspective, is the secret sauce of the company? How many people are in the company? How many people... Yeah. In the marketing department. Of course. So the company, the secret source here is to find an untapped market. And think about it. It all happened when our CEO was on a honeymoon. He said, I don't need to book it. I'll just go there. <laughs> uh, but no, he wasn't able to because when he got to the bus station, he couldn't book the ticket. He had to wait another full day in Manila. Cut a long story short, there is a huge demand for the in the market. And it's pretty straightforward, you know, we want to become the booking.com for booking ground transportation uh, worldwide. So basically A to B, bus, train. Bus, train, ferry, uh, you name it. We want to sell it. We're trying to avoid flights at the moment. Uh, only local flights and not big commercial airlines. I think it's also, it's also important to try and save the planet in a way, to do some green uh, transportation, uh, reduce Carbon footprint. Carbon footprint, absolutely. So it's a big focus for us. We'll also use it for marketing down the road. Okay. Uh, the secret sauce here is that in the beginning there were 10 people uh, well, in a very small room. Everybody working hand in hand. Everybody know what the other you know, team member is doing, what's their challenges, and working really hard and smart. Focus. Uh, when you have limited resource, it's all about being focused. And we were able to have great focus on what we do and, sh you know, and show a great growth in sales and all parameters. Out of curiosity, I think it will be interesting for everybody to understand. What were the at least official roles of the 10 people? I know it's a startup and everybody yeah, does sure. everything. So uh, let's take the founder and now I'm the CEO. Then after them, uh, Jonathan, the CTO, came. That was obvious to you know, create the website. Recruit number one was the support. Uh, why? Because you have customers, you need to we understand that customer support is super important in this world. If you don't give a good customer support, you won't make it. 
Sure. So customer support, and then I think the next recruits were the business development, the guys that go out there and get the contract. They go to the suppliers, every corner of the world, sign the deal. And for people to understand, a supplier is what? A supplier is an any bus, ferry, or train company, and it's such a fragmented market because you have one guy that has one bus, and that's it. And then you have big ferry companies like Lompria in Thailand. They have 100 ferries, and they're huge. Uh, so it's a great diversity. Okay. Um, the funny thing is that in the beginning, they didn't even want to recruit marketing. They said, we'll do it down the road after we grow. Uh, there were so many things to do. When I joined, it was a full year before we had you know, completed round A. And I was a one-man show. So you need to juggle everything. The user acquisition, the retention, the working with product, with data, was a lot. Uh, and now I'm happy to say, you know, we have a big team. It's around five people. Okay. Um, yeah. You want me to maybe say what everyone is doing? Sure. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Sure. So when I joined here, I understand that 90% of the traffic was uh, coming from Google AdWords. Okay. Why is that? Because Google AdWords has a really high intent for the users. It's very easy for us to target users that are looking for Bangkok to Chiang Mai buses. It shows great results. Uh, positive ROI, and we're able to scale it. Positive ROI on first click? On first click. That's Amazing. incredible. You know, we come from travel. No, I think in any industry <laughs> today, it's incredible. Yeah, but in the previous role, uh, we used to acquire users and really work really hard on retention to make it, you know, the lifetime value to make it uh, ROI positive. I was talking about the AdWords, great channel for us. So my, in terms of strategy, I said, okay, I want to keep this outsourced outside of the company. Why? Because the main challenge for me in the department is to create organic growth. Not necessarily organic, but non-paid growth from social channels, from many you know, sources. So what I said is I'll keep the user acquisition department out of the company for the first year, and next year we'll bring it back in. So you're using an agency, basically? Agency that I've been working for many years. We do like, great work. They know travel, so it's a perfect match. So what I decided to focus, as I said before, is to build an organic squad. What is an organic squad for me? In the center, you have an SEO specialist uh, with experience in B2C, who knows consumers and know how to do you know, SEO. On the right hand, we have a partnership manager. A partnership manager is somebody that goes out to the ecosystem, reach out to bloggers and says, come work with us, come work with BookAway. Uh, whether it's an affiliate, whether it's just a backlink to strength SEO or any kind of partnership like with the big travel brands like we work with Viator, for example. On the left side, you have the head of content. Why? You want to grow on organic, you need to create content. Sure. So we have a great uh, head of content, and she has already two writers uh, working for her. So that's the team focused on organic growth. Okay. So I think now we have an understanding of the team, we have an understanding of the company and what brought you here. You started talking a little bit about challenges. Uh, first of all, as a one-man show and now with, with a small team. Yeah. What are the main challenges that will be interesting to somebody in your position to understand, uh, either walking into them or stuff that you were able to sure. find solutions for? I think the main, main biggest challenge is the focus. You need to look at your department, at your strategy, at the company, and say, what do you want to do and focus on that? So, for example, in our case, we decided to focus on organic and put the user acquisition outsource managed. So, focus is super important. 
the way for us to focus in the company uh, is the OKR process, uh, objective key result. It's a, you know, it's not a new methodology, but we adopted her methodology. It's working great for us. We make decision according to that. It really shows you like the north star. Okay. Where are you going? Uh, so there's no confusion. So I'll give you one example, not necessarily for marketing, but customer support. We wanted to decide where do we want the customer support base to be here in Tel Aviv, where it's very close to product marketing management, or should we go to the Philippines? Why? No secret that it's, it's cheaper. Cheap. It's cheaper. <laughs> they have great English and they have a lot of customer support centers there. They have the knowledge. Yes. But in our OKR, we decided that having like a high customer satisfaction is super important for us. We have a 4.5, the average rating we want to get. And so we said, okay, in the OKR, we don't have profitability. We have good customer support. That made the decision very simple. Keep it here next to the developers, next to marketing, that's what we did. Okay, great. So focus is super important. Uh, I would also recommend use the ecosystem. Uh, we have been fortunate enough to participate in two programs. One is the Google Startup Growth uh, Program and the other one is Facebook, the Growth Lab. I can't Did they find you or did you try to get into their programs. You should try and get to the program. They, they, they auditioned us, they interviewed us. It wasn't simple, but, uh, but I'm a skeptical guy sometimes because you go to conferences and often you only have one or two takes from a full day. Sure. So I was skeptical coming to this uh, program, but in the end it was super valuable. We learned a lot okay. of stuff from the industry leaders. Uh, we reshaped our roadmap for some of the acquisition channels. Uh, I highly recommend that. And beside that, if you know people, go and talk to them. I talk like once a week with colleagues from the industry, whether it's the VP marketing of uh, Lemonade, uh, other companies that around us. Uh, always do it. Always, you know, consult with people. Somebody already made the mistake that you're about to make. Sure. Uh, so why not? Okay. Uh, any other big challenges that, that you had to tackle in this past year? Wow, there were so many. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's a startup, but something um, significant that will be interesting for people who are walking into the same scenario. Sure. Uh, we work in travel. Travel is different industry. Uh, I'm sure everybody says that, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> on, their, on their industry. Absolutely. But think <laughs> about it. If you're selling like a commodity that people are using every day, then lifetime value and all the metrics make sense in a way of tracking it. But... I'm selling buses in Asia. Yes. And I'm selling it to the European and the North American market mainly. Sure. How often will they go to Asia? Once in a lifetime? Once every 10, 5 years? So, so your first purchase and the lifetime value are pretty much the same. Yeah, so it's a toughie uh, to increase the lifetime value and all those calculations and have an attribution. So that's a challenge we're facing. How are we dealing with it? We decided not to deal with it. Focus okay. on the acquisition, less on the lifetime value, less on the repeat rate. We know how to do good acquisition. Let's not focus with it at the moment. Why focus? Obviously, down the road, when we'll get analyst, you know, analysts joining the team, we will start dealing with all these issues. But at the moment, sometimes the best decision is not to do something, is not to deal with it. Okay. Uh, another thing is the fact that we have a saying here that... Uh, Done is better than perfect. We will do stuff that are, you know, 
not the prettiest, not the best, but we'll do it fast. And we'll test it, and then we'll work on it better. It's easier to set than to do it because it's hard to release a product that's not perfect when you, and you know what you need to fix. Sure. But it's a great tip to move fast and to fail fast also. I want to ask you a very, very important question related to that because it touches, obviously, the, the mindset of fail fast is, yeah. is the core of a lot of startups in the world, definitely in Israel. How many times do you actually find yourself really going back and fixing the stuff that needs to be fixed versus continuing to create, not to be harsh, but mediocre stuff? Because I think that's... No, it's a great that's question part of the because problem. that's reality. You know, you have limited resource in development. You always move ahead. I mean, there's so many things we want to fix on our website because we said done is better than, you know, perfect. But then the next thing that comes in might be more important because sure. you already have like 60%. So maybe a new thing will be better. It's tough to count how many times we got back, but we are trying to have processes. Okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So if, by the way, processes... Processes are super important. Okay. We came uh, from a corporate in the end, you know, the hotel bed in Turico. We're looking at thousands of employees. And we came into the startup. And in the beginning, the jokes in the corridor were, oh, no, corporate, we don't want processes. <laughs> but a startup gets to a stage where it needs to have processes. So, for example, customer support. We, dis we said it's super important for us. We have now a process that we meet once a week. All the company executives... And we review all the reviews from the last week. It's very hard if you don't have the process uh, to get around once in a while and look at it. Once sure. you have the process, you go once a week. We have an Excel with all the action items. Um, so processes are important. Try to find the right process for your startup. Don't over-process things, but process is important. Great. We talked about uh, challenges and, yeah. and ways you coped with them. Uh, let's talk a, bit, a little bit about resources, tools that you like to use, processes that you that help you do your job better. Sure. So I think self-learning is a must for every person in the industry that wants to grow. It's the, you know I studied business administration, I did a BA. I didn't learn anything about blog, anything about SEL, anything about AdWords, nothing that prepared me to the digital marketing world. And also it changes so fast. That Correct, absolutely. Uh, so everything I learned was from either colleagues or from, you know, self-learning. And I use Feedly. Feedly is an app that aggregates bloggers. Every time when is, there's a new domain I want to focus on, uh, for example, affiliates was a domain I focused on like uh, six months ago. So I googled, I found like 20 leading bloggers writing about affiliates. I downloaded all of them into Feedly. Then I start reviewing them one by one. I'm a fast reader. And if the layout isn't clear, isn't comfortable, then I'll remove it. And I'll stick, you know, in the end, I'll have like three, four uh, bloggers for each domain that's relevant for me. Fantastic. And I consume it every day, in the morning, in the evening, whenever I can. That's the best way to learn. Uh, every time when I have like a meeting with one of my team members, you know, uh, my team, on topics that sometimes I'm not master of it, but... Sometimes when you're the manager, you need to challenge them. So you have to go and read about sure. topics you have no clue about it. So every time before an important meeting, I will go and read and do the studies and come prepared so I can challenge my team. So uh, consuming content is a must if you want to grow yourself. 
Uh, what else? Podcast. I use the Google Podcast. I love the fact that you can set the speed of the voice. Uh, so, to be fair, he showed it to me today, <laughs> and I had no clue that this exists, and I love podcasts, so this is fantastic. You know, you can hear somebody speak at the natural way, or you can forward it to 1.2, 1.3 pace, then everything goes faster, uh, which saves time. So, I do that. Also, you talked about tools. There isn't any one specific tools, maybe beside Jira, Atlassian, uh, that's management tools. I'm sure that, you know, Asana or any other... They give more or less the same value, but for me, the idea is how do you choose a tool? Uh, and a lot of people, I think, are not choosing the right way in terms of process. Okay. What I do when I want to choose uh, a tool is I map the features one by one in an Excel sheet, very simple, from the most important to the least important. I try to grade it, give it a point. Uh, after that, I do the demo calls with all of the relevant vendors. Again, I put all the input into the table because a week later, you don't really remember what are the features. Great. You can really fall on those fields. And in the end, I make the decision based on the number. There's a score for each vendor. And if I must admit, it's also the personal relationship with the salesman. It also affects, I can't uh, ignore that, but of course. the methodology of first asking what are you looking from a tool and writing it up really helps me. It was really easy for me to come to my bosses and show them this is the reason why I chose this. It's more expensive, but it has these one, two, three more features. Don't just go and choose whoever is doing the best marketing out there. Do you test stuff? Do you get like download the free versions and play with them a little bit or you just I, watch the it's demo? It's a must. If somebody will come to me, and yesterday I had a session with a vendor about AI uh, image shutter stock, but based on AI that you can take from social. Cut a long story short. He wanted 12K a year, no trial, no termination. I told him, sorry, we don't do that. I'm not going to take a tool unless I know it. I mean, I don't need to test Jira. I've been working on it for years. Uh, but a new tool, if I can't test it, then sorry, no, I'm a startup. I'm not a corporate. I have no room for mistakes. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Um, anything else? Any other inputs? Uh, find the right team. Take your time. Hiring is super tough. Uh, think on the recruiting process, how you test for real the things. Uh, if you hire a designer, challenge her during the interview. No, I don't like this design. You know, go to the edge. Find uh, the people. Really try to imagine what are they going to do, what's going to be your interaction, and how you guys can work together and also fight together. I really, but in fighting, argue maybe it's better. You need people that you can argue with and have, you know, good conversation. Hire a team. For me, I hired three people, as I said before. All of them are more or less senior. I wanted a team that, you know, that will push me. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, how can people find you? Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn? LinkedIn. It's the best way, I guess. Okay. I, I use LinkedIn more than I use Facebook. Uh, yeah, that's it. So just David Itzhaki on LinkedIn? David release Itzhaki. My mom's from the UK, so it's there. Uh, but David Itzhaki would do it. Uh, anything, I'll be happy to help, guys. Uh, for me, one tip I can say is focus. Have a high-level overview. Say, what am I going to do in the next year in the department? And focus on that. Don't lose focus. Don't do all social channels. Do one. Do it good. Uh, and keep things outsourced until you can... 
accommodate all the teams and you know have all the spend with for that and that's it thank you so much this thank was you. great Hey Tribers, I hope you enjoy this great interview. If you have, please share this with your friends and your colleagues. If you'd like access to similar content or you would like to get the notes and the resources mentioned in this interview, please visit us at theetribe.com where you can find other great interviews like this one as well as many resources and tools which can help you grow or start your business. We would love it if you would join the eTribe, either as a member or as a contributor. You can do that on the website as well. I hope you would listen to us next time. And until then, have a great day.